Welcome everyone to another Retro Encounter. This is episode 3-1 where we talk about Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm Josh Curry. With me is Caitlin Argeros. Hi guys. Marcos Gaspar. Hey, what's up? And Peter Treisenberg. Hi. So, new month, new game. Exciting because I think this is a game that everybody actually likes and it's actually Peter's first time going through it. Yes, I'm a wee young man who is experiencing Final Fantasy Tactics for the first time. Which is actually the humanity. Get it, yeah. Getting his ass kicked by, by tiny little people who march in place. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they march in place? I've never understood that. Why can't they just relax and stand there? You got all that energy. You got to move it. Was it, just a, was it just a this is how things are done thing, or was there an actual technical reason for it? I don't know. Tactics was my first strategy RPG, so I had no idea if it was like something that all of them do, or if it was just you need to tactics or whatnot. <laughs> it's actually a culture thing in the evil list. That's what they do. They uh, march their arms <laughs> back and forth while setting uh, in place. That explains Final Fantasy XII. Why it's perfect. Me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I like Final Fantasy XII. I wasn't meaning that as a dig. <laughs> I just like that on every podcast I've been able to say how much I love Final Fantasy XII. Yeah, well, in in War of the Lions, Balthier is in the game for some reason. So for some reason, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. We don't know why, I, or I don't remember why. It's probably it- something convoluted, like how Eris and, and Cloud are in the game too. Oh my god! Spoilers, jeez. Oh, that's right. That that should be my middle spoil- name. It's Caitlin Spoiler Ardros because I just can't help but spoil people and everything. <laughs> I mean, it's Retro Encounter. They know what they're getting into. So are we spoiling characters? I have less of a problem with Cloud than I do with Luso. Wait, Luso's in the game? Yeah. In War of the yes. Lions, yeah, they added him too. Okay, let's um, point out uh, what each uh, one of us are playing, which version. <laughs> Sure. So I've seen play over the lines. Is that I'm kind of whatever? I'm playing War of the Lions myself on my on my Vita. I'm playing War of the Lions as well. And I am not for, since I asked that question. Because I have no idea what they're talking about. You're playing the PS1 version then? Uh, the true version. Yes, that's correct. Are you actually playing on the PS1? Um, are you the playing on the PS3? Um, sadly, I uh, I don't have PS One. I gave that away to a friend, but that's quite alright though. I still have the uh, pleasure of playing uh, the true Final Fantasy Tactics on a system that. Oh man, you couldn't you couldn't take that retro thing too far though, and play it on the intended system though. You had to emulate it. Yeah, you copped out. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm emulating it right now on the PS Three. I'm not even gonna like, bother throwing that ten dollars. Just gotta emulate it. You, you need to play. You need to play it on the like original little white box without on the controller without the thumbsticks. <laughs> so I I am actually playing on the PSP, which I didn't realize how much I don't like the PSP compared to the Vita until right now. When I started playing this, and uh, the thumbsticks always throws me off. I, I always <laughs> go to the thumbsticks, and it's rotating these weird directions and I'm staring at a wall and it's actually quite gonna, frustrating. This is going to sound weird, but the, me not liking the PSP is actually why I gotta be 
Vita is mainly so I can play Final Fantasy Tactics without having to dig my PSP out of my closet. And yeah, I like the Vita a lot better. It's a lot more comfortable. See, and I actually adore my PSP, um, but I, I, got, I got my Vita two months ago now, three months ago. And I, since then, I haven't gone back to uh, PSP, so this is the first time to kind of try it out and go back. It's like, this is this doesn't feel right anymore in my hands. Yeah. I no longer have oh. my PSP. I did like have Borderlands on my PSP when I had it, but had to get rid of it. I'm the type of person I can't sell anything. I don't trade games in, I don't trade systems in. And it's stuck with me forever now. This lump of a brick. But let's actually dive into the game. Um, yes. I'm super interested in what Peter thinks, because uh, in a lot of ways, and I remember this for me personally, that the beginning of the game was very hard to understand what was going on, first of all, and some of the early battles were very difficult just because you either don't know what's going on or your team's not actually leveled up the way they should be. I I don't think the plot was terribly hard to follow at first, because, and I said this before the show started, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. I love political intrigue and fantasy, so this is kind of my jam, like, when it comes to, to the storytelling. But, yeah, the game itself is really difficult at the beginning because your units suck. Yeah, I uh, and I have actually beaten the game. I've played this a boatload, and it came to the first battle after the everything's automated for your party, and I actually could not do it. I think I played that battle at least six, seven times. It was super embarrassing. It was one of those, I almost sent out a message to everybody, like, you know what? I don't belong on this podcast. I probably don't belong working for the website. Just we'll part ways here. I'm sorry. Um, so that... <laughs> That was that was rough. I feel like liking Final Fantasy Tactics is like a civic duty at RPG fan. <laughs> it's a job requirement. Yeah, yeah, it it's, really is. You didn't put that on the resume. People, you didn't put that on the application. I, I feel, I feel like. Oh well, well like it's assumed. To, well, it's no, assumed. I think it's actually the ultimate test. It, those, they'll, they'll, they'll be a, like a sneak in a question here or there, and once, uh, once you're kind of like confused, it's it's over for you. You don't oh, get this tactics that... reference. You fail. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why I got hired because the the interview call with Kyle just kept dropping out. So we just gave up and started and started uh, each other. <laughs> yeah, he probably assumed you gave the right answer why it was dropped out. Yeah, that right. Makes, that, that makes sense now. Kyle, please don't please don't listen to this podcast and then let me leave, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you finish it in time, then he can't fire you. Yeah, I'm playing the game now, guys. Come on. Yeah. So, uh, for those of us who are old school in this game, um, so not you, Peter, um, <laughs> wonder if we want to talk a little bit about like our history, like with the game, like how, when, where, when did we first pick it up? Did we get through it? Did we love it immediately, or what, did it take time? I remember renting this, and I could not get through like the first chapter, and I don't know if it was just that I didn't, I'd never played a strategy RPG before, so I didn't quite get the, the gameplay or if it was that I was so hampered by not, not having the money to buy supplies that I couldn't keep up with it but I gave up 
and returned it. And then I don't know why I came back to it, but I did, and I got through it all, and I loved it. And ever since, I, it's it's been like my um, uh, what's the the holy the holy grail for me of uh, strategy RPGs, by which I judge every other strategy RPG in existence. <laughs> Yeah, so for me, I uh, I, I kind of touched this on, on this for uh, the Final Fantasy X podcast. I I was super late to just Final Fantasy as a whole. Final Fantasy X was kind of my intro to the whole series, and I, I remember seeing tactics. I remember going to like Best Buys and whatnot, and probably Circuit Cities back in the day. And uh, I, I'd look at seven, I'd look at eight, I'd look at nine, I see tactics, and I'd see all the anthologies and whatnot. And I, it was something that always interested me, but it just it for, for some reason it just never happened. Um. But when I when I got my uh, PSP, it was actually one of the first games I got. I, I got Metal Gear Acid and uh, War of the Lions. I blew through Acid because that game's awesome, and Metal Gear Solid's awesome. Um, but uh, the, it, tactics just never clicked with me. And it wasn't until years later, when I was in college, and I just didn't want to pay attention to my like diffy Q and high math classes that I, I thought were extremely boring. That I just sat in this huge auditorium and I just play tactics, and it was a huge distraction. And I all of a sudden, the like couple of years of having it not around, all of a sudden it it clicked with me. And where you say you compare all tactics and strategy RPGs to that, this basically ruined me for the whole genre. <laughs> so I, and I, I guess I obviously I, I compare them as well, but everything always seems to fall fall short. Mm, yeah, it's tough. I think. Tact, like just based on what little I've played of it, Tactics is immediately different from something like Fire Emblem, which is a series I am familiar with. Because F- Fire Emblem seems a lot more immediately user friendly. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, my experiences with Final Fantasy Tactics is, I mean, like, I was twelve or thirteen when I bought it, um, played it, uh, was very miserable. Um, gave it a sh- gave it a second shot. Like, maybe I'm just a terrible person. And I played it again, and I started to get used to it. Because I'd never played a strategy game uh, like this. In fact, uh, when I heard Sword Final Fantasy, I'm like, oh, it's a Final Fantasy game. It's going to be like 7 or 8. I bought it, and I was like, oh, so that's what tactics means. Uh, <laughs> but afterwards, when I finally got used to it, um, and just understood the mechanics, uh, how monsters level up with you, um, and all the other stuff, uh, how your equipment is very vital, um, if you don't have a good equipment, you're probably going to be very miserable. Um, but no, um, I eventually just learned all that, and I really enjoyed the Final Fantasy Tactics, and I played it multiple times uh, since then, which I don't do uh, for, for much of my games, even for certain ones that I love. This one's a very odd uh, duckling. Yeah, I played it a lot. I like it, but it's not my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite games. It's just something I can play mindlessly. So yeah, Marcos is actually the exact opposite for me. Um... It, it, it's for sure in my top 10, possibly in my top 5, whereas everybody, every other game in that group, I play repeatedly. This game was such a perfect experience the first time through that I've actually, up until this point, refused to ever play it again. It's an interesting way of looking really? at it. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, you're saying you liked it so much that you didn't want to play it again? Yep, absolutely. It, it, was, it was literally like, it was that perfect experience to me. And it, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. It, it's like it's. It sounds like you're treating this like the Holy Ma- Mary or uh, like the like a saint. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. There's there's certain games. There's there's something 
I mean, obviously, games are so much more than just the gameplay or the story. There's something to be said that it connects with you on an emotional or like a mental or like level at that point in your life. And I, I'm, I've been kind of always worried about that. I, it just felt like it connected with me much farther beyond than just what the gameplay was or the story was. As much as I, I like both of those. Uh, the easiest comparison I could say is like I've done the same thing for uh, Journey or Gone Home or even the first season of The Walking Dead. There, there's something emotional about that that you have that it re- resonated so deeply with me that I, I didn't want to go back to it. I didn't want to have that tarnished in any way. Okay, I understand that feeling. I have that for other games, but yeah, I understand that exact sentiment. And so that's why it's always hard because like we're we're doing the prep for the show. We, we've known for a while that we were going to do this, and after all the like Final Fantasy X podcasts or like just randomly with conversations, everybody would be naming all these things. Like, I did this, I did that. What if you went through as a dancer? What if you did this? And it was like I felt really stupid because it's something that I I love this game, but all that went over my head because it was me bumbling through it that first time, and that was me my only experience of it. I think trying to prep for Final Fantasy Tactics for me was more intimidating than actually playing it. Like, because they're, <laughs> because I've heard, I mean, even just from you guys, like giving, I, I asked for some tips and you guys really, yeah, Keo Caitlin sends me this like massive checklist of do this, do this, do this. And Josh is just like, just don't die. I could have I sent you more. I could have sent you detailed information about that. Hey, I, but, you know. I, I, I appreciate the help, but it was just like, I was seeing so many like, build your characters in this way for maximum results or or like you know make sure you get these characters or make sure you do this and make sure you do that like on all these different websites and i'm just like that's a lot to think about before i even start playing (laughs) and and so that's why actually my my advice peter and it's hard because we have to finish this in a month there's always that time constraint and whatnot um i i think that's also part of the reason that it was so good that first time i made every mistake possible like I would take one of the classes and I take it super far and realize that this is just a terrible class. And I would then I'd move on to the next class and it would somehow be worse than the previous class. And then I realized that I've screwed all that up because I should have been I should have gone an extra couple levels of both of them and I could have gone to this job. And it it was part of that struggle that made it so good for me. I really felt like I solved a puzzle. That's kinda of, that's kind of the fun part of the fight that job the the fight that job system in Final Fantasy, and I think that's part of another thing that makes Tactics so fun is like, I'm having flashbacks to when I first played Final Fantasy V, and I just try to come up with crazy character combinations. Oh, yeah, I guess we can we can talk a little bit about the uh, class system and jobs and abilities and things like that, so this is the first game I ever played that had that kind of system, so that was definitely a draw, was being able to change your classes, and you had to you had to level up in classes in order to unlock other ones. And I think, like, you know, you need to be chemist level two to get access to your mages, and you need to have um, knight level, you know, two or three to get access to things like archers and monks and whatnot. And you had to get weird combinations of multiple classes for some of the more interesting and overpowered classes like ninja and dragoon and samurai. Which are like that's my personal favorite three trio of classes is ninja, dragoon, and samurai. Um, but there's a lot of mixing and matching available in the game because you can set your main class ability is required, but you can set a class ability from any other class that you have access to. Um, so you can have 
you know, a knight that can use items. You can have mages that can use knight skills if they have knight weapons equipped and whatnot. There's a lot of room for customization and to tweak things and to create an ultimate uh, fighter. And yeah, I, I think, just think that's I think that's so fun. Yeah, like I, I when we, the pre-show discussion that we were talking about on the boards, I like laid out what I do with my favorite character in the game, Agrius, and I, I just I go town getting her certain skills from, well, from Samurai, from Ninja, not quite so much Dragoon, but I get her all this stuff, and then I make her into a one-woman tank of death. She is literally unstoppable once I get her everything she needs. <laughs> and speaking of uh, combinations, like what, what do you guys uh, have for characters and combinations? I mean, I'm I'm pretty early. I'm pretty early on, so I haven't really gotten a chance to experiment much. But I have had um, Ram of learning a um, monk and knight skills so far, and I have most of his early squire abilities. That, uh, that's about where I am too. Black black and white mage black and white mages just graduated to time mage and mystic, so they're learning some of those skills. Uh, so I, one of the things I, I made the same mistake. I didn't even know that chemist was actually kind of legit. Because <laughs> um, like I, like I said, like when I, when you you're bumbling through it, basically you look at a, a chart and it's like, well, if this is farther along the chart, it has to be better. And so I remember just rushing through trying to get as the minimum uh, that I could, and so I could get to the next class. And I, I started doing that again with this. So I like I got chemist so I could get to the wizard and the priest. And I immediately jumped to those, and it's kind of the same thing on the other side where I I kind of like rushed to a knight and I tried to get my archer and like. You're doing those kind of just minor, so I can have kind of a balance, but always rushing through. Um, but I, I kind of realized that I should probably go a little bit longer, at least for uh, Ramza, Ramza, to get him more square abilities. Mm. I, Ramza, however you pronounce his last name. Ramza, Ramza. Beluv. Um, Be I always said Beulf, but that just I sounds don't... so weird to me. And I don't know if they pronounce it in any of the cutscenes in War of the Lions so they could answer the question of how it's pronounced. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure if they do. Like, I don't I remember mean, yeah, seeing that. Which, I mean, that's an interesting... Uh, well, that's a segue. We'll, we'll get to it later. But to talk about the added cutscenes and voice acting in War of the Lions um, uh, as, a, as compared with the original. So um, good. They are so good. <laughs> um, for me, character-wise, I just spend... I spend enough time with... Ramza and my random people to get them uh, the JP up skill or it's JP boost I think in War of the Lions and um, move plus one and then I start diversifying them. I'm kind of weird. I always have one of my male characters in turn into a black mage because I like the way male black mages look more than the female design. I don't know. <laughs> and then that, that's it. That's the only random male guy that I include in my party. The rest are all girls, and I start training them along the lines to get Ninja, Dragoon, and well, Samurai, Agrius, but um, yeah, that's 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 my plan, is what I do. This, this, this is kind of funny. Well, one of my starting squires, um, her name, my, I have a friend named Audrey who's a private in the U.S. Army, and um, uh, I had a starting squire named Audrey, and I was like, I'm keeping you. <laughs> it's meant to be. <laughs> the odds of that. <laughs> that was like, whoa. <laughs> what if you got a random character and it was name it was your name? If I got a character named Peter, I'd be like, okay, well you're gonna die like immediately. 
face. <laughs> I'm not going to invest much in you, sorry. Strip the armor, no. fire him immediately. You don't want to, like, turn him into an awesome, like, a dark knight or make him this super, you know, badass killing Onion knight. I, I feel like every time I try to do that, then it never ends well, so at this point I should just resign myself to the inevitable. But you could be like the villager, you know, class in Fire Emblem, where you're super shitty at first, and then you get overpowered by the end of the game. Uh. <laughs> like, I, I just remember, what's his name? Is it Donald? Donald, yeah. The, the, guy, the guy with the pot on his head. You have to babysit him in that first battle, and he has to level up in order to get him. But you do that, you get through and that, and he, he becomes... becomes a god he becomes a god among men. Yeah. Well, in a way, that happens in tactics, too. I mean, once you start getting those other classes and you're, you're customizing your secondary skills and whatnot, you can steamroll quite easily. I, I'm several levels behind where the, uh, the story battles are. Like, the, the enemies in those, in those battles are, like, two or three levels above me, and I'm still steamrolling them because I've been diversifying my classes and getting skills that I need and whatnot. So, or, or maybe it's just because I've played the game so many times and I know, like where to position and whatnot, but it still is a thing. Yeah, if, and speaking of steamroll, um, more or less what I did at the beginning of the game was uh, grind out my characters and skills, um, because I already knew uh, what was what and who had who. So my team ended up being um, two chemists uh, that could dance, who also uh, could fly, so they, they are not hindered by terrain. I have two ninjas that, uh, that have ignore height, so they can jump uh, anywhere they want. Uh, nice. With a uh, blade grasp is what it call, called in uh, the PlayStation and two-handed. Um, and one of them uh, specifically, I gave uh, knight skills to, so they have a uh, two chances of uh, either breaking the armor or power uh, powering down. And against a boss character, if you hit them twice with a a power break, uh, they are rendered useless, which is wonderful. And Ramza is just my ninja that I just gave him. Um, uh, th a steal, and I send them out, and I try to steal everyone's armor and weapons before they get a chance to attack. And yeah, that was like level 20 before I got to the first official mission. Wow. Yeah, I ran out of, I ran out of time this time just to be this ready for the podcast. This this game. Yeah, this game is really like, that's why I really like this game, because uh, it's pretty sick. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love overleveling for this game. I, I love that sense of power. It's very rewarding. Yeah, it, it's more so than any other game. I feel like this does a really good job rewarding you for the time that you put in. Oh gosh, especially the dancer class. Um, that one dance called Nameless Dance in the PlayStation version. It more or less has a chance of casting one status ailment to uh, all the characters. Um, when you have two dancers or two characters with dance and you put Nameless Dance... Um, more or less, you have two chances of casting an ailment, and if you cast, if it casts frog, like more than twice, that's great because you've literally like thwarted like them; they're dead. And some of them can do stop, sleep, poison, uh, slow down, and blind, darkness, and others. I I don't know if I'm missing anything else, but just for that happening, it's hilarious because I had one time where I turned three guys into frogs and I stopped the other two. And it was like, this is the best thing in the world. Yeah. It's not like you would like to have calculators. I thought about that, and I was like, you know what? I just want to see them squirm. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I want them standing in place and just watching me go up to them and them not doing anything. And I can just steal their armor, take their weapons, like literally just strip them down and lower their health to like 100 when they should be at 200 or 300 and just shoot them with my chemist with uh, their guns <laughs> while they're flying around. So uh, it, it's pretty hilarious when I think about it. So I, I think we're all in agreement that we actually enjoy Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, which is nice. It's, it, well, it's it's nice in some regards. It's the first time we've, on a podcast, actually agreed about how we feel about a game. <laughs> it's a historic moment. Yeah, which I, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. Cause we seem to actually like Trails after the first prologue, too, and that didn't turn out well, so... <laughs> Well, I guess speaking of prologues, that's basically what chapter one is in the game. It's a flashback that explains who Ramza is, who this weird Delita person who just showed up out of nowhere and killed the princess is. Which I I love the 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 dynamic between those characters, like the way it's kind of the story's kind of structured as like with Delita and Ramza. I think it's a really interesting duo of characters. Yeah, it's kind of refreshing to have that most significant relationship be between two guys, two friends, not having it be between two romantic pairs. I mean, there is, there's some romance in the game, but it doesn't happen for the main character. It's in the background, really. There's... That the most significant relationship for Ramza is really that of his best friend is, and, and having them be on like opposite sides of this power struggle. Yes. That's well, just awesome. also like you know, you get to see how Delita is changing and sort of. Well, this is later in the game, of course, but starting off in, in chapter one, where he's your best friend and he's got your back and he's you know fine, then seeing where he ends up by the end of chapter one and then earlier on to chapter two, it's, it's, it's much more, I feel like it's more realistic having that sort of spiral out of control than just having them be buds the entire time. I mean, I don't mind it when you've got the best friend mechanic where they're super awesome and they're always, you know, got back, that's fine. But to sort of have, see how that relationship degrades and changes over the course of the game is very, it's one of the most compelling parts, I think, of the story. I think you hit on the key word, too, it's realistic. A lot of times in these types of games, if you have some sort of relationship kind of breakdown, it seems really stupid in most games. A lot of times you're like, you should just, like, either shrug your shoulders, shake hands, whatever. Like, this shouldn't be that big of a deal. You shouldn't be trying to kill each other right now. And this actually naturally degrades. As much as I love Final Fantasy, it, the, the, the mainline entries do, while they do have their fair share of good character moments and good character relationships, they also have more than their fair share of really unrealistic ones. And I think Rams and Delita's, Rams and Delita's like re- relationship and a lot of the characters in this game, it's probably some of the strongest they've had, just based on my first impressions, even. So what do you think, Marcos, about how it comes across in the original playstation version um i mean i think it's fine uh, granted i'm not privy to the uh cutscenes that you guys uh, get to uh watch granted uh i still like the i just like 
don't know, something about me just reading it and watching it unfold. Um, I really don't need to see any cutscenes. I just really like the characters. Like, it's true that like I really like their relationship, uh, Delita and Ramza. That it's like not like best buddies uh, like all the time. Like Delita suffers uh, through this like betrayal of feeling used, and more or less is like and that's what I don't know how it's translated in the PSP. Um, in regards to the text, but more or less, it's like people using each other. Um, and that's what everyone's saying, like, you're using me, or I've been used, and your family has used me, and used me to kill him, and uh, all that stuff. Uh, and <laughs> it is very realistic, and it's uh, a struggle, like, are you being used, or do you know you're being used? And that's very realistic, even in real life. Um, are people being used, or people are uh, being genuine? So it, it, it's, it's a really cool uh, relationship they have. I like that. It's you, mentioned... you point bring it up, and I've been watching House of Cards right before we recorded, and <laughs> that's the theme in that show too. Is everyone else? You mentioned the translation earlier too, Marcos. Can I, can I jump in on that for a sec? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, a really, there's a really early line, and it's one of the voiced lines in War of the Lions. But even if it wasn't voiced, I huge point of contention for some people there's a really early line where delita says something along of like don't don't blame yourself but don't blame me blame yourself or god in the in the original version yeah in war of the lions the line is tis your birth and faith that wronged you not i which sounds baller as hell what, well they, what and a- they they change the context too. In that cutscene, he's talking to Ovelia. She's struggling, but in the original, he's talking to Agrius when she chases him out back of the monastery. What? Are you serious? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's really different. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lo- there's a lot of stuff like that. Like I looked at a side by side comparison before doing the- before we recorded this, and there's a lot of little changes to the script. Not just in terms of the big tonal shift, how it's a lot more like yield and Shakespearean in the text there's a lot of minor things like location changes or subtle little word changes that actually do have a pretty significant impact on 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 the way the story is being conveyed it's it's interesting i i I don't know how the original version like reads there's but (laughs) there's one line of argus algus i don't know i like algus better anyway um when you're interrogating the guy that you capture, I forget if it's either Edward Dorter or Sandrat Zeller, and he's calling him swine, and he's like, you may yet save your bacon if you, like, tell us what we need to know. And I could not stop laughing at that. <laughs> he did I say mean, that was some... <laughs> I don't remember what he said in the original, because I don't think it was that. Yeah, but... he did not say uh, bacon. Uh, I, I, there is no talk of bacon. I'm pretty sure it was like him just beating the crap out of that guy. Uh, and we're thinking about the same thing. I think that is a sand rat. There's, there's also not not. I'm sure that there's that this was a primary inspiration for the translator. But War of the Lions does drop in a couple Game of Thrones references. Hmm. Like they literally flat out say, like we're playing the Game of Thrones at one point, and I was like, huh. So, how, what did you guys thought on that? I. I, I started with uh, War of the Lions, so I never saw the transition, but what do you guys think of them going back and reimagining how the story is told? I'm guessing they're making it try, obviously they're trying to make it better, 
I, I more dynamic, I, but I, I think it's almost essential. I know that like purists will probably disagree with me. I think it was it would almost be essential, but and that's for me. I, I look at it and I, I remember the story when I first came across it. It was so different and so powerful, and that was kind of the imagining that I had with when they or the story I'd seen it, but they'd done the imagining, reimagining. So it it worked for me. Um, Caitlin, did you have, did you play the PlayStation version first? Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was about, about the same age as Marcus when I first played it. So um, I think that the translation is is greatly improved in general. Um, although I didn't, I don't remember being like super disgusted with the original translation, but it definitely the sort of old English fits the the time period and the setting of the game a lot better than the sort of more basic translation that the original has. Um, with the cutscenes, I love that they kept the style of the characters. Like you look at the character artwork in your portraits and if you've seen like the full shots of the major players, they kept that sort of, you know, barely any nose, big tall eyed looks. And there's this beautiful filter that they used um, overlaid on the, the cutscenes to sort of keep that hand-drawn kind of look about him. I'm not as crazy about some of the voice acting. Ramza in particular yeah. just annoys me. Um, I mean, it works in the beginning when he's a young, naive little kid who doesn't know anything, but by the end of the game, it just it doesn't kind of suit him to have this sort of light, you know, soft-sounding voice that he has. It's, it's very um, one-note. Yeah. And I don't know, sometimes I like the changes that they make to the cutscenes, and other times maybe I'm just that old, you know, oh, well, I like the original <laughs> purist thing, and I don't like that they replaced a certain scene with a cutscene. Like, the scene where Rams and Delita are blowing reeds on the, on the planes is entirely a cutscene, uh, animated cutscene in War of the Lions, whereas as before it was in-game. <laughs> And it gets all the basic stuff out, and it works fine, and it's still really beautiful, but something about it just, I kind of wish I had the original cutscene there. That's, that's fair enough. Yeah, I don't blame you. Like, that uh, reed-blowing scene, um, it gets me every time, because it sounds, when they're blowing the reeds, it sounds like uh, car sirens. So it sounds <laughs> really, like, like just very, um, what's the word? Is it an acrostic or something like that? Or whatever. Anachronistic? Yeah. Anachronistic. Like, it just sounds like, <laughs> I'm like, that's cute. <laughs> that PS1 sound set, I guess. Yep. Yeah, they worked with what they uh, had. Best friends blowing car sirens. That's interesting, though. That's actually one of my favorite scenes from War of the Lions, is the reed blowing scene. I don't know. I, I, it's obviously different for me because I came. I don't have that backdrop to compare it to. I haven't, um, well, if I did remember playing the PSP version, like, maybe once, uh, a long, long time ago, uh, but I completely forgot everything about it, so I, all I have in memory is, uh, all the, P, the PS version, and right. I found it very, I, I'm very fond of just, uh, watching the, the pixelated characters walking around, and just, uh, even them not saying anything, just sitting there and just, like, doing nothing, like, as hilarious as that scene was while they're blowing the reeds, it was something very endearing. 
uh, them thinking about uh, their futures. Especially, um, and I have a picture here where Delita just like, uh, he asked the question, could I be a general if I tried hard enough? And I'm not sure, but I don't think Ramza says anything. And then just, it's just silence. Well, I think, I think Ramza knows, as we the players are probably meant to know, that it's unlikely that Delita would have progressed in station just by being, you know, Ramza's buddy. And I think it's telling that further on down the story, he only gets to where he is because he's distanced himself from Ramza and is using him to further his goals. Yeah. But that's that's further story spoilers. Yeah. Not as big of a spoiler as he's telling everybody that Cloud's in the game. Okay, spoilers. <laughs> Cloud is in the game. Ares makes a cameo appearance. You can play as Balthier. Uh, what what other spoilers are there? Uh, uh, Lu Luso's in the game. Yes. Is giant. And he's Beret. the exact same character as uh, Ramza, basically. I never used Luso. Yeah, he's he's almost identical except for his pouch. I feel like we're we're gonna have this exact same conversation about like purists versus revisioning when FF Seven PS Four comes out. See, I've never played Seven, so I'm okay with that too. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> mm. So when so when they change Kate Sith and make him less dumb, people are gonna freak out. And uh, excuse me, Kate Sith was uh, the premium character of the group. He was the uh, the uh, <laughs> the main course. I think uh, when they introduce him, they're yes, gonna ha they have a tall order. Uh, it's gonna be hard to make him better. And they're gonna they're gonna keep that Scottish accent from Advent Children. Oh no! <laughs> you know you know that's going to happen. Okay. No. <laughs> I hated that part of Advent Children. See, that was uh that was icing on the cake. So uh, I don't know how they're gonna top that. Why is Reeve Scottish? Or why is Kate Sitz? He's like the, there's no other Scottish people in the game. Is is Reeve, <laughs> is Reeve does Reeve even have anything to do with Kate Sith and Advent Children? Like. I, I think I he's still controlling him, isn't he? Feel, it's like, is that just all he does all the time? Is just I'm just gonna sit here 24 seven and control this tiny robot cat. I was so confused when I first played Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I was like, oh cool, there's a uh, Mog and uh, Kate Sis, and then I found out it was a robot. I'm like, I don't understand this game anymore. I feel like all <laughs> they have to do, I feel like all they have to do is just make him an AI, and then that solves all my problems with him. But. Say they just need to put Zach in the game and replace Cloud with Zach. I'm okay. Well, they need to make they need to make Zach not an optional flashback. <laughs> okay, well, that's another that's a discussion for another podcast. <laughs> yes. This was play seven <laughs> to remember seven. the good old days before the remake comes out. But let's get back to tactics. <laughs> what game are we talking about again? <laughs> I mean, it, it, Cloud's in both of them, so I don't, I don't know. It's somewhere, uh, right? It seems it seems fine. Yeah, where did the lines blur? Tactics is a distant relation. I don't know. Came out. And it wouldn't be Retro Encounter if we didn't talk about every game except for the game we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> but, Caitlin, if you really want us to talk about Tactics, we can. Sure. Okay. Um, let's put oh, Peter yes, on the spot. That sounds you. like a lot more fun. I don't think yes. I can handle this. I don't like where this is going. So let's, let's play a game. We'll throw out characters. We'll throw out ideas. And you tell us what's actually going to happen. You realize that I have recommended it, right? So I may actually be right. You're breaking the fourth wall, dude. Okay, okay, fine. I will I will feign ignorance for the sake of this podcast. Yay. 
and you should you shouldn't have said anything. And then we just thought you were really smart. I'm not good at that. Okay. Let's let's talk talk about the guy that I've basically deemed the bastard. I'm the sure jo- everybody knows the, jo- the Joffrey of uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. So what what do you think is going to happen with all of that? With Argath? Yeah. Isn't he um, already I'm, dead? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, <laughs> See, we had to, we had to make sure that he at least finished it. I mean, I I. I Okay, now I'm going to get into. Like I said, I read ahead of it, so I know that in War of the Lions they have him come back just so you can kill him again. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> once is not enough for that little shit. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but I, I I remember being very interested in his in that in that little arc. How you like you have to save him, and then he quickly reveals himself to be like this utterly self motivated bigot. And yeah, I, I I don't like him, and I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> I mean, I thought Algus was a pretty cool guy. I mean, like, I think my favorite dialogue with him in the uh, Ramza is uh, he says, "Don't like when they're fighting outside the castle." Says, and he says in response, "Don't say that. We're friends, aren't we?" And J- and uh, Ramza just says, "Get lost. Never want to see you again." <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think in War of the Lions, it's more, he says something more, a lot more like. Like, be gone from my sight. <laughs> I just like the original translation. <laughs> Get lost! It's, 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 it's different, tonally, that's for sure. But it's interesting. I like I said get lost back in, like, you know, medieval times. They, they refer, I, I read in the original translation, they refer to, like, the Marquess as a VIP at one point. I'm just like, well, that's a very modern lingo to have in your Ivalice. <laughs> that's, that's just as good as saying, um, I'm on your side, Einstein in the Star Fox universe. I mean, wow. Star Fox is in the future, so maybe. So Einstein actually existed in the, like, anthropomorphic uh, world? Yeah, maybe they just we all devolved or the animals. Well, this theory know. of relativity certainly had to still exist. Yeah, because they have space travel. Yeah. All right, I'll give you that. Okay. Anyway, more characters for you to me to guess about, I guess. Um, what's gonna happen to Alma, Ramsey's uh, sister? The, the sister? Yes. Uh, bad, bad things. You gotta be, you gotta be more creative than that. <laughs> Draw ball um, is what's happening. I'm I'm just I'm going I'm going off of this is this is medieval fantasy and she's a female character, but I don't know maybe she'll actually. It's also Final Fantasy, so she could prove to be awesome. I, I don't know. I'm I'm curious. Uh, let's see. What about we don't we barely know him from the prologue, but uh, Gathgarian, the uh, kind of. He's a dark knight, but it's sketchy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Peter is being like intentionally vague here. Yeah, look, look, it, look. If I'm vague enough, then that means that I'm technically right. <laughs> what do you guys say? Like, Agrius, like, oh, she is a woman. Yeah, Agrius is a member of the female gender, and and yeah, her name starts with an A. I think. <laughs> you couldn't even be concrete on how her name was spelled. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Evil is spelled. Uh, Tifa is dead. Spoilers. 
I guess the real question I want to know is where do you think this is going, and what do you think the resolution for all this is? That, that's, uh, I, know, I already know how it ends. <laughs> I'm sorry, look, I have not been good about spoilers on this game. I've basically known what happens in it before I played it, and yeah, so... I'm not. I'm not good for that. I'm not good for these. This sort of Q and A thing. I'm sorry. Fine, Marcos. Where do you think the game's going? That's not fair. <laughs> um, I mean, it could go anywhere. I mean, like I think Peter I think, said, I think, this is medieval times. So, um, and Final Fantasy. <laughs> Delita's gonna sit on the Iron Throne. There. Uh, I mean. Oh I no. Think, uh, <laughs> Tita can just come back to life after that explosion. Might I add? Uh, Teacher is going to come back to life, and she's going to start hanging Lannisters and wait wrong. <laughs> Penguins. I'm overall disappointed that you can't give us better explanations than that. Sorry, Josh. It's been a long day. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think Ramza is going to become a knight. I don't know. Well, he, he already became a, a knight for you. <laughs> it's true. Well, now he's a well, now he's a monk. He gave he gave up on the path of knighthood and joined the the religious era, the religious organization, Dominus, whatever. Um, I think Ram Rams Ram. I think I, I, this is again. I kind of I kind of know the general arc of the story, but I think Ramza is going to fulfill his um. He seems like the kind of character who's going to stick to his principles despite everything. So I, I feel like not having a nose. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, well, I mean, that I mean Voldemort stuck to his principles and he didn't have a nose. <laughs> so you're saying Rob's is Voldemort. I, I, I'm just saying that there could be some correlation here. So you read the story arc and that's what you want to throw out as your big summary statement. Yes. Conclusion. Ramza is Voldemort. <laughs> this sounds like the best spin-off ever. Harry Potter meets Game of Thrones. Hey, 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 um Yasumi Matsuno, are you are you listening? You need to make that sequel. Now. <laughs> you have your sequel, sorry. Run with it. Square kidnap him. And then we could have uh Ramza could be a, a black mage and someone could say to him, You're a wizard, Ramza. And Ramza would be like, a what? <laughs> you're a wizard harry you're a harry wizard see i told you we don't ever actually talk about the game that we're supposed to well we branched out now because we now we started talking about books about and tv right shows and movies that we're not talking about they're all entertainment i guess they fall under that loose banner no. Uh, okay, I guess I guess you've all played it before, but what do you, where do you like ex with? I guess with this playthrough, where are you where are you thinking it's gonna? Are, are you gonna go with it like for the retro encounter playthrough? To victory. <laughs> to victory. <laughs> to the end of the game. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a very no no you're no you're the one being big. Well, we know where it's gonna go. Yeah, I actually remember everything that happens. Well, like, like any like specific like, are you gonna like do a challenge run or like specific character builds? Because I'm just going at it like 
more or less blind as far as the gameplay is concerned. Um, my plan is to build Agarys into uh, Super Warrior and um, ignore oh. Orlando as much as possible because no thank you. Um, I'm gonna try my hardest to get Rams in a Dark Knight. I really tried that on the when I originally played the PSP version, and I just I didn't grind enough. I couldn't grind enough to get him all the skills he needed. Because how, how do you unlock that? Because I want Dark Knight. You have to max out everything, basically. Oh, okay. Not you have to master Knight and Black Mage, and then you have to get Aww. pretty high uh, job levels in a bunch of other classes. Make him a Black so Mage. So it requires oh. a lot of work. I, I ran out of story battles. I didn't grind enough to get the JP for it when I last played it. But um, we'll see. If I if I get ahead enough of schedule of our recordings and I have enough time, I'll try to grind. And Because I want him to be Dark Knight and Agris to be Holy Knight because I, I like them. They're together. Like, that's my, that's my, that's my shit cannon. for this game. So, oh, so, yeah. So that's your one troop here. Yes, for tactics. Yes, it is. So... <laughs> So I like the, you know, opposites, Dark Knight, Holy Knight, it works. That's my plan. I have no clue if I'll get there. <laughs> I'm almost done with the game. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, my plan's been set so with, like, as soon as I got to that first mission. <laughs> oh, man. See, so yeah, for me, I, I actually got to Dark Knight. Um, oh, cool. I, 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 uh, hey. When I when I played through the first time, I, I played that game a lot, um, and I had no problem just seeing there grinding. Um, this time, obviously, because it's I only have a month, I I'm fully confident I will not hit that. Um, so I'm more so going to concentrate on classes and jobs. I guess jobs. I'm so used to saying classes uh, that I've never really experienced or I, I kind of ignored. Um, yeah. Because even some of that when I was grinding out stuff, uh, you can set everybody on automatic. I did that for a lot of the class or a lot of the jobs. Fuck, a lot of the jobs that I didn't want to play. Swear jar. Right. Oh, <laughs> we already have an explicit tag. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I earned that explicit tag for everybody. Um, we we could all go on a trip probably every month for how much I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do it? Pay for everyone's pay for everyone's plane ticket. A trip to Ivalice. Oh, well, you're you're already there, so. That was easy. Uh, yeah, that's true. Ooh, I just thought of a really good question. Yeah. Um, when you guys were setting up your character, setting up Ramza, did you change his name? And then, what did you choose for the birthday? Did you actually choose your own birthday, or did you try to min max kind of the bravery? And I, uh, I, I'm boring. I kept I kept his default name and put in my own birthday. I always make him. Uh, I forget if it's Cancer or Capricorn. I make him the opposite of what Agrius is because in this game, the opposite sign of the, the whatever the sign of the opposite gender is your most compatible. So like Cancer and Capricorn are the most compatible. So yeah, that's the level to which my shippy my shipper heart takes this game is I make it so that Rams and Agrius are super compatible. So do you have them like a walk right next to each other while they're fighting? <laughs> <laughs> like they're like they're, they have the uh, fly ability or like move on water and they're just walking across the water during a. I don't. Fight. I I never get that skill. I don't bother. So, um, but yeah, I do. I do. So Sumi, I'm a romantic at heart. So and Agris is one of my favorite female characters in RPG. Period. I love her. She's. I love that she's a strong 
character and doesn't fall into a lot of the tropes. Although she, you do have to rescue her at some point. Yeah, but. I was gonna say she kind of like uh, is a little goofball in the. Uh, at least I see her as a goofball in the original translation because she's like, oh, we'll just like we'll be fine. We just got to go over here, and then she like needs rescuing. Is like, oh gosh, I need help, or like, or when she's tricked into something else, and she's like, exclaiming like, like what? I didn't know that. I don't remember this. I'll she is one of my favorite characters, so I will agree it. with you. Yeah. Yeah, like, besides that, like, I, I really like her. She's a really good character. I thought long and hard about changing Ramza's name in this playthrough to something, you know, stupid, like, um, <laughs> butt like, sniffer or something. Like what, like, what, like what Mike named a Titus in his Epiphan playthrough. Oh, yeah. The censored yeah. name that we can't repeat. Yeah, <laughs> we that, that, that goes beyond even our new explicit tag. Oh, yeah, like that, that goes beyond my normal just ramblings. Oh, it was pretty funny though. It was hilarious. Guys, email us, <laughs> please. Um, I guess for myself, um, I changed the uh, Ramza to my birthday, so I put him as Sagittarius. Um, as for his name, um, there's something I, like I mentioned on the boards that a thing that I do, or I've been doing with my sister when she watches me play games, is I always change, like if you give me the option to change a name, I will change it always to Jason David Frank, or the uh, name, or more or less as you know him as the Green Power Ranger. That's um, fair. So huh. that's what he is right now, Jason D. Frank. He's, he's the green, not the white? Oh, uh, he is both. Both the green oh, and white okay. ranger. I, I wasn't sure where you were falling on that. Which one's better? Oh, um, in this, I guess you can call him the White Ranger in this one. Okay, well, that's fair. Um, I have this huge thing. I refuse to ever change the names of characters. The only possible exception being Persona Four, where you coach Charlie Tuna. <laughs> and for the people that get that, I love you. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I can't change people's names. They're like, I don't. It's one of those things that like it bothers me to the core I, I stick to the defaults unless i'm making my, my own character or it's a it's a silent protagonist in which case it's either peter or pg i, I still even if it's a silent I, it has to be i'll even like look up and I'll, like if somebody mentioned something from the developers at one point it's an untitled person so like happen to name like mention a name i'll use that it's, really well, it's, like how, it's like how in the Persona 3 anime movie, his name is Makoto, and I'm just like, no, his name is Minato. That's, <laughs> in, my, that, that's in my head, I'm not getting rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I usually I, keep default names myself, although I made, I've made some exceptions like Persona 4. I'm the same way, even though uh, I won't change anything even in like Mass Effect. Shepard, Shepard. I'm not messing with his face. <laughs> Uh, dude ship. <laughs> yeah, fam ship is where it's at. I agree, but then I can't be Shepard, so. Well, you can uh, be your Shepard, and I can be mine, and we can er, uh, play. Our Shepards can play tactics together. That, that sounds wonderful. There is a because there's gonna... a thing that you can do in this game: is you can do there is limited multiplayer functionality, which I never ever did. It is. Marcus, did you ever use that? Oh, you didn't really play on the PSP. Oh, well. Uh, ever do the multiplayer? I didn't have any friends that played that game. <laughs> you should just. I don't have any friends. I really thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> I just ended it right there. What are I was we, like, that just. Liver? That took a terrible turn. <laughs> 
It's like I'm disgusted by people. I'm like, how many friends? Why would I want friends? Why would you even think that? I know, I know, I know one friend. I know one friend who owns War of the Lions, and it's because I bought it for him for Christmas. So around the same time I got my copy. So did he actually nice. play it, or did she, or? He 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 oh, he yeah. was my roommate my my roommate freshman year of college and he played up to the part where he realized that the enemies were leveling up with him and he got really mad. But <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> what challenge <laughs> adversity? I don't yeah, think he, so. Yeah, he has a weird perspective on like on, on, on things. He's really it makes for interesting conversations. But anyway, that's I even to I do have to agree though. I typically hate when enemies level up with you. I like it in Final Fantasy VIII because once you turn off random encounters, then it makes the game really easy. But I hate it everywhere. Yeah, you, when, if you level up Diabolos enough in FF8, he has the no encounters ability. So you do that, you turn it off, you'll only gain experience from boss fights, and the final boss will be like mid-20s. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Wow. Yeah, I'd basically... broken game ever. I'd basically broken FF8 by the end of this one. People say people say tactics is broken. I think tactics just opens you up to experimentation. Eight is busted at a mechanical level. See, I, I feel like tactics. There's just so many possibilities that there's just options to be able to break it. Whereas, like eight, for example, is just at its core broken. Eight, eight is just dumb. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a fine. I think it's a fine game. I don't hate it as much as like Tony Blue, but that game is some serious serious issues. Yeah, I think with tactics, if if you just go from story mission to story mission and you don't grind or try to do random battles all that much, except for you have no choice, it, it'll stay, you know, it'll be hard to break it because you just don't really have as much time to get optional skills and whatnot. But if you want to do some extra battles and if you want to break the game, you can. Yeah, there, there is just a wealth of options. Yeah. Which is, what is the main reason I actually like it? I'm sure it's the same thing for a lot of people. I just like tactical combat. I didn't before, but I like it now. I hate tactical combat. I just want to run up and smack people with swords. I, I would like I would like it better if I knew what the range for things was, or if I could take back moves. You know, after after having played Awakening, I miss that function so much. And yeah. I mean, it's part of what makes tactics more challenging. But I mean, the only thing you can do in tactics is you can see movement ranges on, on characters. You can't, and you can see obviously your attack range when you're controlling a certain character, but and over time you'll get used to it. Like I always know that my black mages can hit up to four tiles away from them and then, you know, diagonally a little bit too. But it can be hard when you're in the middle of battle and you don't know what your enemy's ranges are and you move someplace thinking you can attack someone and you can't or you accidentally got yourself into a bad position and you can't take it back. But but yeah, then again, I, you know, that just is a different style of game and it, it increases the challenge to a certain level. So Yeah, that's fair enough. Or also, he, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, or if you just equip the gun, uh, then your range increases uh, exponentially. Also, why can't all jobs throw rocks? <laughs> why, why, why do you have to learn that ability? That ability is actually really nice. Um, especially, yeah, it is. Like, and I'm talking about really? like, yeah, no, like, say if you your character is like, uh, one short away from like uh, reaching an enemy to attack, but you have like a, a character behind uh, your character that can move 
uh, towards that. If you throw a rock at your character and I don't know what affects it, you can push him up forward one and then with that other character just go up to the uh, enemy and attack. I mean, that's like really cheap tactics. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's effective if um, at the very beginning of the game or just using it to knock an enemy back or just I, get some cheap damage. It's yeah, random, using, though. I've been using it for I've been using it for cheap uh, JP grinding because it does less damage than physical attacks. I just have my guys stand in a circle and throw rocks at each other. <laughs> yeah, so. I usually I hate throw stone. I hate rush. I hate uh, counter tackle or whatnot because their damage is low and it's really uncertain. Like more so than any other attack in the game, you don't know when it says that that's what it might do. It's probably going to do, like, half that if you're lucky. I don't know. I feel like everybody should be able to throw rocks. <laughs> like, that should just be a default thing. Like, everyone can just throw rocks. Like, you should have to learn how to hold a sword. That'd be too you... overpowered. <laughs> well, I mean, it has to do with the fact that Squire is the base class for all of the, the physical uh, classes. It's, like, it's your, you know, low-leveled basic class so throwing stones is a basic action yeah if you can pick up a rock you can pick up an axe where's the where's the dodgeball quote <laughs> we need to use that if you if you can you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball exactly yep if you can dodge a stone you can dodge a night sword yeah there's something there you, you'll get it we have two more podcasts <laughs> I'll work on my <laughs> horrible movie puns then. Good. <laughs> I don't want to be the one that makes terrible jokes. That's my thing. I make bad jokes and I make bad pun jokes, and I live for people to do the. Uh, well, so. I think they're punny. <laughs> Stop it. See? See? <laughs> Kill me. Uh, this. Thank you, Josh. That's what I wanted to hear. This is not going well. Let's just turn our speakers out so that we can hear the uh, fireworks. That that would go over much better, I'm sure. And that joke. So, all right. Well, we'll, we'll let's try to wrap this up, I guess. Um, since Peter ruined our final segment. Hush, you. Uh, let's just kind of wrap it up with our final initial thoughts. Caitlin, why don't you go first? Um, let's see. For chapter one, uh, I'm just really happy to be playing this game again because I haven't in a while. And it's kind of weird, though. <laughs> I had a really tough time with um, the last battle of the chapter. I got my, my butt kicked and I had to try again. So, but throughout most of it, I was I knew what to expect. I knew kind of where I wanted to move my characters and whatnot, and so it was kind of a weird experience where I I could remember how I felt when I first played the game, and how difficult it was, and how I didn't know what was going on, and now I'm kind of like an old pro, and I know all the ins and outs and the secrets and things like that. Except for that last battle, which took me by surprise. I remember having a much easier time with it the last couple times I played the game. So, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that sort of weirdness of feeling like I got this and you can't touch me and then maybe getting surprised and, and realizing that I don't got this and I'm in over my head and oh crap, I have to try again. 
what about you, Marcos? I know, I know you're playing through again, so and it's kind of ruined that you've also, almost also beaten the game, but... <laughs> um, no, we still finish on time. No, uh, yeah, no, just playing it over again, um, it's more or less the same as Caitlyn's uh, uh, comments. Uh, I'm, like, I know everything. I know what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go. Um, who I'm going to attack, attack with what, how badly I'm going to destroy them. Um, and I mean, I think it's very rewarding uh, doing that initial grind. I think I spent like 8 to 10 hours grinding in that just first area and setting out my class. And now it's just really fun. Especially, um, I mean, and when it comes to video games, I like uh, anything that involves a risk or some type of... Uh, RNG or some type of percentage uh, base and have Ramza go out and try to steal enemies uh, weapons and armors or anything before the attack. Um, and we'll, like, I'll explain it in, a sec in another, uh, the next episode uh, some of the stupid things that Ramza was doing um, and having a lot of fun with that. But yeah, no, I'm glad to be playing this again. It's uh, really fun and very rewarding. Peter? I'm glad to finally be getting this game off my bucket list. Um, I, I really, I really, I'm really enjoying it so far. I had a bit of difficulty at the beginning because I was inexperienced and my characters were very weak and underleveled. Now I'm, now that I actually have some decent skills, I'm starting to mess around with the game systems. I'm really, I, and I'm really enjoying it. I really, really like the political intrigue storyline. I wish assuming that soon I would make more Final Fantasy games. I just, I want him back. Me too. I want FF12 HD. Yes. Just to drop, just to drop that in there again. I know. Well, if we talk about it enough times, it'll happen. Or I mean, it is happening, but maybe if we talk about it enough times, they'll actually announce that it's happening. Come on, I mean, the FF7 remake happened. And people weren't shut up about it, so maybe oh, the FF12 remake will happen. <laughs> I'm almost kind of. It's a complete side note. I'm almost disappointed that they decided to remake Seven. Well, all my arguments that they're never going to do it kind of went out the window. <laughs> well, well, even bigger than that, I thought the announcement that hey, we're gonna do Final Fantasy Seven, we're gonna remake it, and then or like re-release it, and then they just like, oh, it's the PC version, it was like the coolest mindfuck ever. Really, I thought it was bad drawing. Oh, it was it was the most amazing thing ever because I saw, I was sitting there watching it and I was like, "Holy crap, they're actually gonna do it!" And then they they was like, "Nope," and I just watched like the internet implode. <laughs> uh, I was like, that was kind of funny. <laughs> this is going to be the most amazing thing ever. So then for them to finally come, like, "Oh, we're actually gonna do it," I was like, "Oh, that's well, those jokes are less funny now." Yeah, uh, that's funny. It kind of reminded me uh, when the uh, PS3 uh, released, oh, like at their conference, released the price for it. And it was like uh, met with uh, crickets. Oh my! God. I thought uh, the way I remember it is uh, horrified gasps. Uh, yeah, that was bad. That was really, really bad. That's kind of how I felt like uh, when the PC uh, version of Final Fantasy VII uh, was announced. Like, it's the PC version. Like nobody cares. <laughs> but uh, getting into tactics, Josh. What are your thoughts? Ah, uh, Caitlin, you like actually talking about what we're supposed to. I'm trying um, to keep you guys on task here. No, it's, that's not how this podcast works. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
There's a I kind of like as we discussed. There's a little trepidation for me to to jump back in it, um, and then the early difficulty with the kind of the first couple battles, or first battle I guess, um, almost kind of ruined it for me. It, you kind of you, I've definitely put this game on a pedestal, and so to, to have that kind of kickback, it's like well this this is obviously isn't as good of a game. Um, I'm kind of in the place right now. I'm trying to rush to some of the middle and end content because that's what i remember really really enjoying so i'm kind of in that awkward i have to do my grinding i have to get everything set up so i can enjoy the end of the game but story-wise i really want to rush there as quickly as possible um but i'm super excited i we didn't we didn't really talk about it i guess but the cutscenes are absolutely gorgeous in war of the lions and it's something that i kind of forgot um it kind of caught me off guard because going back to the PSP, like a PSP type game, it's like, oh, these graphics are, these, this is an old game. And then as soon as it rolled into it, it cuts, you know, I was like, this is, this is unbelievable. The kind of almost colored pencil sketch drawing, I guess, best explanation for it. Like that blew my mind all over again. So I, I'm, I'm excited to get to some of the next couple chapters. Um, yeah, that, I, I guess that's a great uh, ending point. Um, I guess while we're at it, we, we'll throw in a small apology. Um, I know we've gotten really far behind on posting some of the other podcasts. There's a huge kind of lull in July. Most of that blame f- comes to the fact of E3. I know it's an easy cop-out, but we're going to say it. Um, we'll be much better actually getting things up at the right time over the course of this month. Um, so more so than any other times, please, uh, get back on those boards, keep posting questions and comments and whatnot. Um, we'll do a better job reading them. Um, make sure that you guys send in your emails to, uh, retro at rpgfan.com. Again, if any comment, we'll either answer the questions just to you, but if any of them are great, we'll make sure to throw them up on the podcast. But yeah, good game. So it's exciting. Yay. Much excites. Such tactics. Very Ramza. <laughs> so evil. Oh, God. Wow. Yep. And on that note... No, we're done. We're, we're absolutely out, done. <laughs> we'll see you guys back for 3-2. Bye. Bye. Bye.